welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts, Azario Flame and Sandra Von Holland. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Okay, welcome back for another exciting episode of the Northwich Podcast. On today's episode, we have Enoch and Sarah Petrucelli. I hope I said your name right. (laughs) (laughs) Good to have you guys on today. And uh, what's new and groovy in your world? Go ahead, Sarah. New in my world? Uh, Well, um, I do my services all the time now, um, professionally. It's my job. So um, I guess I've just been doing that and kids. (laughs) Nice. So what what sorts of services are you offering right now? I know you were doing some Reiki and some parasite removal and things like that. What what can people expect when they come to you for services? Um, I do do some enhancements, like some energy enhancements, like black sun attunement. And there's one that I do with Abaddon that frees you of negativity and fears and I do shock removal and deep implant removal and I did just add a planetary um, service to my store where I go in the different layers of the astral and I kind of fix people's planetary energies so um, there's quite a bit on my store check it out it's pretty neat and so is that still at blacktreebluraven.com or where, where can yes. people find you? Okay, perfect. Yes, it is. Awesome. So yeah, are you are you noticing that lots more people are needing more spiritual work and cleansings and stuff right now? I'm definitely on my end with the energy healing. I'm noticing a lot more negativity coming around. I don't know if it's just because everybody's been stuck with COVID for the last two years or what's going on. <laughs> I think that everybody's always had this problem it's just maybe that we notice it more now (laughs) we're more aware of it and i do notice like some of the implants that i'm pulling out of people are like being upgraded like like to newer technology so that's pretty interesting because they like the chakra implants um they'll stick them in the energy centers and it'll stop the energy from flowing to the rest of your body they used to look like TV tubes, and now they look like, like strings with a light on top of them in the root that goes down into your energy body. And that's like different than I've seen before. And I've also been seeing these weird devices like in people's heads and like that will literally be harnessing their energy and harnessing their abilities for their own benefit, like these malicious entities or aliens or interdimensional beings, whatever you call it. Cause I can see like the energy waves, like going out into um, like a vessel and it's like they're harnessing. It's, it's the people that are really gifted and have a lot of energy. They'll, they'll go through extra links to um, not just block them now, but now they're harnessing their energy. So I can see how that would be especially um, stressful for the person 
So that's been going, I don't know how long that's been going on, but it's something recently that I've noticed. Very interesting. So are, are you finding that this is happening more in people that say are doing like spirit evocation or spirit work, or is this kind of like a more widespread thing that you're seeing with even people that don't do a lot of work with spirits? Um, well, most of my clients that come to me are, you know, they're spiritually oriented. They're doing some kind of spiritual work and the people that don't, uh, aren't doing that, like they don't even look for me. Like they don't believe in that crap. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, it's hard to say if it's just people that are doing spiritual work. I mean, people that don't do, people that aren't like as open to spirituality, um, they may have implants or they may not. Like I haven't, I haven't really looked into those people, you know, I probably should. That's a very interesting thought. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely be good for a case study or two, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, you mentioned that you do chakra removal. So are, are you doing chakra removal to chakra removal to kind of prevent these kinds of things from happening or uh, like what what is the theory behind chakra removal and why would somebody want to maybe get that done well um i think the chakra implants are something that we get when we're pretty young um for everyone and it lowers your energy abilities it lowers your magical abilities it lowers your psychic abilities and so when you go ahead and you take those out, all those things expand and you kind of, your awareness expands, expands, your energy expands, you're able to do magic easier <clears throat> and you're able to, you know, open your third eye a lot better. So it's kind of just a bunch of blocks. So that's the whole idea of taking them out is... Well, you know, you want to be able to do magic and, and people like work on their chakras for years and they come to me and they're just like, I'm not getting anywhere. So I'm like, well, you got, you, this is your problem. <laughs> you got to take those, you got to take those things out. And like, I had one guy come to me, he had been doing um, <clears throat> chakra work for 16 years. And he's like, I'm, I'm just not getting anywhere. I don't know what to do. And I went and looked at his implants. And he said he did it every day. And these things were huge. I mean, when you send energy to them, they expand and they grow. The implants, it like sucks in the energy and they get like mutated. And it, so this guy had like the biggest shocker implants I've ever seen. And I took them out and he said that he was finally starting to get better at magical work and became more psychic and intuitive so i thought that was pretty neat yeah, <laughs> so do you, do you think that his were growing because he was doing chakra work all the time so he was he was he wasn't removing he was enhancing them yeah you send like a certain amount of energy burns them out but then <clears throat> if it's just a little bit of energy you're putting into it like meditating on them every day that makes them grow and expand yeah <laughs> So very interesting. We, we all need to be aware of that so that then we can come and get cleaned out by you first and then get back to work. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do it yourself too. I mean, it's actually pretty easy. Very interesting and probably controversial for a lot of people that will be listening. You know, the chakra system yeah, I'm is, used to that. is something <laughs> that, you know, people have stuck to religiously since the New Age movement hit in what, the 60s and 70s. So it's very interesting to hear a different perspective on, you know, maybe these are actually what's holding you back. Maybe this is something well, to tune up. <laughs> it's not the actual, because the chakras are the idea of energy centers. It's not the energy centers that are being taken out it's the implants inside them so people are like you can't remove your energy centers it's like no i mean you really can't i'm not doing that <laughs> i'm just taking out the the technology that you can't see with your eyes i mean <clears throat> and it really makes a huge difference i took mine out oh my god four or five years ago and everything changed everything changed very cool 
that's not not even actually something that I had even considered until you just brought it up. So that's <laughs> definitely something worth exploring and looking into. So in my technical terms, then you just go around gathering ick in your chakras. Really, is that? Um, yeah, starts to happen. They can like I've seen parasites living in them, but that can happen without the implants. I mean, it seems like the the implants will make your energy swirl and it will like suck in gunk. So yeah, that is a good point. It will do that. And I've like pulled out some nasty parasites inside of people's chakras. It doesn't mean if you take out your chakra implants that you can't get parasites, you still can because parasites feed off of negativity. Mm. And if you have like repressed emotions in a certain area, like your throat or your heart, like it draws them in and they just feed off of that. So it's kind of like, don't work on your chakras, just work on getting rid of your repressed emotions. <laughs> and that's like the best thing you can do for your energy body really. Do you have anything to add to that, Chuck? Yeah, along the lines of repressed emotions, um, the more you grow and ascend spiritually, the more those those thought forms kind of grow with you and become monsters. So the importance of healing them is is paramount, I think, especially like with whatever could be connected to your um, your like lower energy centers of of sexual energies like things like that, that kind of get fed by sexuality, those can get, those can become like extremely hard to, to deal with once you start growing spiritually and those problems just become um, worse. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I've just seen to, that where I've actually been attacked by things outside of people's energy bodies and most likely they were thought forms, they were parasitic thought forms. Right, and they're not even aware of them. Like it's unconscious, like monsters in their in their astral space, and they just don't know it's there. And it, and they can attack other people that they're in relationships with and have no awareness of it. So, would you say so, that these are kind of like a self-created egregore or tulpa type thing that people are, you know, unknowingly carrying around and unleashing on others? A lot of times, yeah. Not a hundred percent of the time, but a lot of times. Very interesting. So there you go. Your thoughts have form, people. Be careful about what you hold in. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very, very interesting work. Um, I know that you were doing some work with magical voices and stuff, um, Some a little bit of Enochian and uh, I believe infernal language there, Enoch. Now, have you been doing any more of that type of work lately? Yeah, I had been doing it for the past few years, and uh, I, you know, I wrote that book, my book, um, The Black Witch, A Grimoire of the Demonic Tongue Language, and since I've written that, uh, the language has expanded, and I've, I've received um, probably around 150 new letters to the, to the language, and I've been using them on my own and experimenting with them, and um, it seems to be really effective when used with numbers and using number sequences that are special in some way and then converting them to the specific letters and then vibrating it as a chant. Like um, it can like initiate you and enhance your energy when you use it that way or for evocation and um, possession work, stuff like that. I kind of have taken, taken a step back and taken a break from it because it was burning me out, like the amount of uh, work that it entailed in the um, the spirits that it kind of called in were um, hard to deal with at times. And they, like I had started giving them blood every day and that kind of caused them to want more and more. So I had to cut them off and be like, you know what, we're taking a break and we are just doing it without blood for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's totally fair. And, you know, that's something that I see a lot, especially with the new 
age, like the, this new next generation of occultists coming in is people don't think that you can say no to the spirits, you know, like I've gone and I've made this pact with Belial or with Abaddon or whatever. And, you know, they want blood three times a day and now they want me to get the neighbor's cat. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Chill out, man. Like yeah. you can say no, you know, <laughs> consent is a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's important to remember that it's, it really is because people, you know, they, they want to look at them like uh, they're more important or better than, than the person that they are is, but you are the God in your own reality. When working with these spirits, you have to remember that you have the authority and the say about what happens, what goes, what doesn't. And um, yeah. Without that, it's kind of dangerous. If you just do what they say, they'll just take advantage of you. Most of them, not all of them, but a lot of them will. For sure. So then are you using like an intermediary spirit when you're working with them? Or are you putting on deific masks, so to speak, in order to give yourself that authority? Like how are you creating kind of that barrier for yourself? Um, for a while, I had a spirit guide that I was working with and he was the intermediary that would contact different spirits for me. And um, I've kind of gone a different way in the last, actually it was pretty recent in the last month or so, I've kind of parted ways with that spirit guide and I don't have a middleman anymore. I just go to who I want to go to directly and work with my higher self to make connections in that way, not so much relying on a spirit guide or a middleman. Awesome. So yeah, that's something that uh, if you are able to get in touch with your higher self, I, I have found that that is a very good way to work with it. Um, and do you have any tips or tricks for connecting to the higher self for people that maybe haven't been doing this long enough to maybe get a glimpse of their HGA or their holy daemon or whatever you want to call the higher power? Um, you know, it's, it's really not complicated with that particular like if you're just connecting to your higher self you can just invite them into your meditation every day and make us make a scheduled meditation time where you you're always showing up and they're always invited to be there with you and just every day create a stronger bridge a stronger link to that um higher version of yourself and it doesn't it's not necessarily better than you it is the version of you that has a bird's eye view of your life, you know, it's seen all the lives that you've lived. It has the information you need to progress in your current life. So, so to keep that in mind, you're not, they call it a higher self, but they're not necessarily above you. They just have knowledge that you wouldn't normally have access to. Yeah, for sure. I, I would definitely agree with that assessment with my experiences. And what about you, Sarah? Are you, when you are doing your sessions for your healing, are you working then with your higher self or are you calling in other helpful spirits, perhaps maybe Marbus or Archangel Raphael, or I, I don't know, mm -hmm. your, I don't know your practice super well. So what, what are, are, who are you calling in when you're doing this healing work for yourself or for others? It really depends on which service I'm doing. Um, I do soul retrieval too, and that I will call in one of the watchers that I work with to help with that. He'll go and kind of retrieve the pieces for me. So it's less dangerous for me, you know, because soul retrieval can be dangerous because pieces of you can get stolen um, by other entities and things. And I do work with Abaddon some, some and Azazel. Lilith, but I, I've really been, I've done those enhancements so many times. It's like the power is already there. I don't even have to do evocations anymore. I just kind of enchant the sigil and do it. So it's kind of like I'm calling their power in, but at the same time, it's less, it's less so that way. Um, I'll work with my higher self. I'd rather work with my higher self and it seems to be more effective, honestly. And I do like my monthly healings on Patreon. The last couple months I've asked Marvis to help out and that was really helpful. And he kind of, he doesn't do all the work though. He'll come in and kind of help me push the energy out into people. 
Um, so it's kind of like a team effort. I definitely don't give away all my power to them and, and I don't necessarily trust more than two or three spirits. <laughs> um, really, honestly. That's, that's totally fair. And that's, that's one thing that um, I've been kind of trying to say to like this newer generation of occultists coming in is, you know, we, we're seeing all of these people that are like, I've worked with all 72 of the Goetia. Okay, do you have a good relationship with even one of them? Have you done more than like, staring at their sigil? Have you given them offerings? You know, like, so that, <laughs> the idea of going really deep with, you know, two or three, to me has always been way more appealing than, you know, playing the Pokemon game. Got to catch all the demons, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You, you get to know them better. You get to know their energy. And it, it kind of sinks with you a little bit. At the same time, they don't, you know, they don't have complete control over you either. So. Sure. <clears throat> so I do work with Marbus, too, for healing. I have to ask somebody else that works with him. Have you ever had him like totally come in and it's like he just like starts moving your hands and moving shit around and like all of a sudden you're just seeing like this crazy array of colors flying out of the body? I have had some <laughs> interesting energy healings with him present. <laughs> no, no. Um, not really with him. He kind of like gently flows in um, with me. But I have with other spirits have um, quite interesting experiences, um, not necessarily with him. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So you mentioned soul retrieval. I know that you guys have written the I believe it's the book of soul retrieval. Is that the title of it? Um, and then so to a layman who's listening that isn't familiar with the concept, what is soul retrieval and why is it an important part of our healing journey? Do you want to start this with one? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, soul retrieval is when either when you're young or any, any point in your life, you experience tremendous trauma of some kind and you, um, or you do something really terrible and you hate, you're hating a part of yourself and that part of yourself gets lost or gets stolen. And um, the, the retrieval process is bringing that back to you and accepting those lost pieces of yourself back into your um, soul. And a lot of times those pieces can be stolen, like I said, and um, the entities that have taken them will try to take them back if you do soul retrieval so that's why, like what Sarah said, it's kind of dangerous. They might not like it if they have to give up that piece because those pieces of your soul give a person a lot of power. Like um, with me, for example, I had um, a lot of pain in my right shoulder for many years. And then Sarah did a soul retrieval ritual for me. And uh, we saw a shard of like um, blue energy come into my right shoulder and then and then the pain was gone, like within days after doing that. So it gives you like if you lose soul pieces, it can affect your physical health, it can affect your mental health, and your emotional health. So it's really um, important for people to consider doing it. At the same time, approaching it with caution, because like I said, it can be dangerous. And when you do soul retrieval, memories that may, may be repressed can, can sometimes come back and um, really haunt a person and make it hard to uh, cope for a little bit while the process is um, being done. <clears throat> and how long of a process can it be? Like, do you need to come? I just clicked onto Sarah's page here. So um, um, how many sessions can a person expect that they would need? I honestly think that it depends on the person, it depends on how much trauma they've experienced, how much, it, how much they've been attacked by entities as a child or as an adult, you know, how much has been taken from them. So there's no one size fits all. Oh, no, no, no. It's, um, yeah, it's totally depends on the person. Like some people might may have experienced trauma that they don't want to um, bring back into their awareness. So if they do soul retrieval, it can, you know, trigger that and they 
really don't want to do it at all sometimes or until they're ready you know you really have to depending on the level of trauma you've experienced you have to be ready for what comes if you initiate the process and then if you're not ready can you just shut the process off and carry on your merry little way yep. or if you open stuff up and now we kind of need you to can, carry through you can ask for it to happen slowly and ask for it to happen in a way that doesn't um overwhelm you but um or you can just not do it until you know you feel like you're ready to um experience those dark places again you know and that may never happen in, in in your lifetime in a person's lifetime or sometimes it does you know <clears throat> right sometimes you can just live without it and be somewhat okay and functioning because it can really soul retrieval i always warn my clients like my soul retrievals are fast they're like painful and quick <laughs> so rip that band-aid really, off let's go yeah i bring those pieces in and i'm just like and it's just like i do but the most i do is four sessions that people can buy like four sessions but they can get more i've had somebody buy 10 or 12 sessions before and it just got really weird after that <laughs> but um but people can get really depressed they can it's almost like this piece comes back and it doesn't get integrated well enough and they they don't want to deal with it so they kind of fight it and that's like the worst thing you can do that's that's what causes the most suffering with soul retrieval i noticed is people that they fight it and then other people are fine um, they haven't experienced much trauma in their life or have met that many repressed memories or they've already done it somewhat themselves and they didn't even know that they were doing it. But some people, yeah, it's really hard for them. Do you think that doing perhaps maybe some like shadow work type stuff, type rituals, maybe doing a little bit of cleophothic work or something might be helpful for people to be able to build up to dealing with some of these bigger traumas to do soul retrieval or? Yeah, in my opinion, that's pretty much what soul retrieval is. So if you're doing that, you're already bringing those pieces back. Um, it is, in a way, soul retrieval. It is. It's um, recognizing those parts of yourself that are missing, traumatized. I mean, you can even have a, a, a soul piece missing in a good memory. You know, you have somebody that passed away and you, there's just this memory that you have of them. And you always think back to it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to be there. But like that's like a piece of you still stuck in the past. Um, so you can you can lose soul pieces just by by memories. Um, and like my brother said, they can be taken by entities. But you, you can do it yourself. Yeah, and it basically it's shadow work. It's um soul retrieval is just doing it faster. <laughs> I hope that makes sometimes sense. good. <laughs> huh? Good. Let's just get through it and get on, right? <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, and you do feel a lot better after. I mean, it sucks when you're going through it, but you become you come out a better person in the end and you're able to deal with things a lot easier. But I think if you're going to see you for that, I think you're at a place is kind of sucking anyways right like whether you have physical pain or you're just can't get your shit together kind of thing right so so what level of sucking are we at right like you say it goes through and it kind of sucks going through it well what were you at i don't know let's i and i like your explanation of let's get through it quickly <laughs> well some you people the they can hide it they can hide it from themselves as well pretty easily um, they can hide it from others even easier. For so sure. Sometimes for them, they have so much going on in their life, they might not be able to do soul retrieval because it's just another thing added onto their plate, you know? So that's why it's good to wait. It is sometimes. And part of a journey to get there to even see if that is something that is causing whatever state they're in as well right like it's it's all part of a journey really yes it is 
All right. So I'm, of course, checking out your website as well. And what is the Black Sun work? Because that looks really, really intriguing. <laughs> the Black Sun Cleanse? Well, you've got the Black Sun Attunement, and then you've got a Black Sun Aura Cleanse. So what what, what can we expect with those, and what are the benefits? Well, the Black Sun, I found the Black Sun Energy is, it magically charges you. So um, a lot of people, a lot of times people come to me for Black Sun Cleanses to cleanse themselves of negativity. It'll kill off smaller parasites, um, destroy smaller implants and it'll charge them magically for a few days and it'll even enhance them for longer um, usually, but I always tell them like three days, like you can do magic like extra strong right now. It's just, it's just a, it's just like a magical energy. <clears throat> so now I, I, of course, in some reading you see the black sun written as about as Lucifer or an aspect of Sorath or any of these, are are you working with any demonic forces when you're doing this or? No, I got attuned from Azazel a few years ago. And since I can kind of harness the energy really well I, myself, so I don't call on them for that. I just do it myself. And I mean, it's really easy to do. You just picture the black sun, it's black it has green flames around it and I just make a chi ball and until it's um, you can almost see it with your eyes closed it's in your hands and it's just like glowing green behind your eyes and I just push it into the client and they can physically feel it usually <clears throat> are you doing all of your services all distant or do you actually have in-person services now? I do it all from a distance right now. I don't have a space. Well, I do have an office now. I just haven't set it up. <laughs> I'm getting to that soon. <laughs> but I don't I do know. It all it's kind of we're in a space that do we want to go back to that, right? <laughs> if you've got to be able to do it all distantly with great success, why go back? Well, I like doing it in person too. You know, you get to talk to people and in person which is nice it's it's actually an all-new different experience that way as well for me and for the client for sure i've just gotten into really doing lots of distance before before the covid came i was doing it all in person and then oh, I really napped with zoom and i'm like this is awesome i don't have to see people so we're kind of a little <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit too introverted sometimes, I think. Yeah, I am too. Sometimes I'm, I'm kind of introverted and then have some social aspect. I don't like to never talk to people. <laughs> I do like to sometimes. That's fair enough. All right, so you, we've covered, you know, having parasites and having things that need to be removed, those kinds of things. Do either of you guys have any tips or tricks for people to kind of keep their energy field clearer or to perhaps maybe start um, being aware of when these implants or energy draws or whatever are starting to happen? Yeah, if you get any like random pains in your body or random ailments, a lot of the times that can be a parasite or just negative energy um or even an implant like these things physically hurt especially the bigger implants that i've seen like the last month or so um i'll see them in the person and i'll tell them about it and they're like oh my head's been killing me and it feels better now like it is like physically mm -hmm. manifesting in people at this point so and if you have any kind of energy body at all it's actually really easy to take them out just if you have a random pain somewhere um, and you think there might be something stuck there, like a parasite or an implant, you don't have to necessarily see it with your third eye. I know that's really hard to do. Just picture yourself reaching in and grabbing something. You can picture it as a walnut if you want to. It doesn't really matter what the image is and just pull it out and like throw it away. And a lot of times that does it, that does the trick. But to keep away parasites, you, you need to make sure you need to watch your thoughts and your negative energy and 
make sure you're not holding on to any emotions. Um, stomach area is really big for parasites because a lot of people hold old emotions in their stomach area, uh, like old family issues and stuff. That's pretty big right there. And um, lost my train of thought now, but yeah. You can just reach in and grab them and take them out and reinforcing your aura, um, doing magic, making your energy stronger, all that stuff really helps keep out those things and um, is it, putting wards up in your house, <sighs> really strengthening your aura so it doesn't have any holes in it because um, I've gone into clients and I've seen like these little worms parasites trying to get into their aura but they get stuck they can't get through if the aura is really strong it's kind of a barrier so that's really important for people to know i'd like to add to that that um not only implants but cords can cause the physical symptoms as well could yes. be entity cords draining you like attached to your, your shoulders or your back somewhere and um it's important to look, scan your, your subtle bodies for cords and especially areas where you're having pain. Um, I also noticed um, with me personally that some specific entities that are negative will hook wires up to your feet while you're sleeping. They hook like astral wires up to your feet and kind of siphon your power and your energy out of your, out of your left leg usually. So if you are sleeping and you feel like you have restless legs that can sometimes indicate that you're hooked up to astral wires and you just have to remove those. And I noticed um, sometimes it's really hard to get rid of them permanently. So I just call in my ancestral spirits. Um, usually human dead are the best spirits for removing certain cords like that. And also um, for, for strengthening your aura, connecting with the earth's energy is really effective um, like grounding into the earth and really digging into the core of the earth and letting that energy flow up your your central channel up up to your head and down around your body and just it just fortifies and clears your aura especially if you ask the earth's energy to help you with it and then visualize it, it makes a huge difference yeah I use a lot of fire energy for that that works for me too that also is a good idea Mm-hmm. Yeah, good points. That's great points. Um, another another thing that I have some of my students do is, uh, you know, they starting with the earth is good and then, you know, going to the fire. But there's a technique that is called the witch's cauldron and you work through, you, go, you do earth and then fire and then water and then air and you purify your entire aura that way. So it's kind of like an alchemical thing. You know, you've got the fire with the witch's cauldron and boiling water. And, you know, I, I find that's really effective for fortifying the aura as well. Awesome. Yeah. So do you guys have any other plans for anything coming up um i know you two usually have some new things on the go every couple of years here or you have any books coming up or any new courses or video plans or anything i don't um, i'm just running my patreon right oh sorry jack i was running my patreon i'm probably going to do an update on my app soon the guisha guide just keep you people keep messaging me about it and um that's about all I have going on. I have, I have monthly group rituals for people. Um, if anybody wants to check out my website and join the newsletter, I always announce them on my newsletter. So go ahead, Chuck. Sorry. Hey, you have a lot know. going on, Sarah. Like your page is jam-packed. <laughs> like, you have a, an assistant that keeps you organized? Because I'm like, how does this girl do all this? When I look at it. Uh, no, it's all chaotic. It's all chaotic. Yeah. But it's, it still works. <laughs> I thrive on chaos, I think. <laughs> and and that you have an app. That's so what is your app about? Sorry, we'll get we'll get back to you. You know, now I have to or my squirrel brain <laughs> will forget the questions to Sarah. Uh I created it back in 2018, I believe. Has it been that long? Oh my god. Um, it's called the Guisha Guide. I I wrote descriptions on the 72 Guishas. And you go in and you put in a keyword, like something that you want to work on magically, like you want money, and then it'll, su it'll suggest to you all the spirits that can help you with that. Um, 
and then there's like a feeling lucky button you push it and it'll just give you a random spirit and stuff like that people seem to really like it it also helps like on the go if you need to know um a spirit sigil or whatever that's on there and anything else there's a bunch of information awesome mm -hmm. i use it all the time for quick correspondences on the fly I oh really that's great I find, it, I find it quite helpful when i'm out and about and don't have access to a book <laughs> all right so what do you oh, got nice. going on yeah. we keep cutting you off there <laughs> i won't interrupt oh, no, all, all good <laughs> <laughs> really I, i'm just like taking it easy lately and working on my youtube channel when i am doing stuff um i don't really i have a few books going but you know, they're not close, really close to done. And, you know, I'm just taking it easy and focusing on the YouTube channel right now. Um, don't have nearly as much going on as Sarah, but I think that's okay. You know, just uh, focus on working on myself. Well, that's huge anyway, all in its own, right? I mean, we have to yeah. really do that work to be our best selves, to put more out there, right? Absolutely. That's what it's all about, really, to me, is taking care of yourself and being the best version of yourself that you can be. And to do that, we need to take time to heal and sometimes take a step back. You know, I think it's important to recognize when we need that in our in our lives. Absolutely. I think we I think we're winning a little bit when we all do recognize that and say, wait, wait hold up here I got to do a little of my own work right so that that's one thing that I wanted to ask you too Enoch because I know you're you're big into fitness and weightlifting mm -hmm. and you know you, you've got like what 22 inch arms on you so <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have any uh tips or tricks uh like physically wise or supplementation wise that you have found have been helpful for your magical workings um, doing your, I, it's not really fitness related. Well, it is kind of, but doing yoga every morning just to free up the energies in your body, you know, stretching every morning before you do any ritual, I think is a, is a really good thing to do. And, um, having a lot of muscle and having a lot of physical presence is helpful when you're doing a spell that requires a lot of physical energy, obviously, because, you know, you have more fuel in your body to fuel the spell, but you have to it's a it's it's kind of hard to maintain and i don't recommend it for somebody that doesn't have a lot of time a lot of time like building muscle is actually a lot of work and a lot of discipline especially the eating part because you're constantly eating because you like i get hungry within two hours of a meal i'm hungry again so <laughs> it's kind of a pain in the ass <laughs> that's fair <laughs> We're just doing uh, one of our last podcasts. Uh, we're doing a health and wellness challenge with, uh, we're trying out an animal-based diet with some supplementation and then daily mindfulness and exercise. And so far we're both getting our asses kicked by the challenge. We're not winning. Awesome. <laughs> I do, I do um, agree with the, not agree with it, but I think some people benefit from doing the carnivore diet and, uh, but I, w I recommend to people if they if they do that to maybe at least eat greens because that really charges up your subtle bodies and your it cleanses you a lot and if you know if you're on a like an all meat diet definitely take things like dandelion root to cleanse your liver and your kidneys and um you know get rid of any excess water weight but obviously drink a lot of water in addition to that I think that's something that people don't really realize when you start doing, you know, higher level energy healing, higher level energy work period, you are going to be burning through water and electrolytes and everything else at a, you know, almost at the same rate an athlete would, you know, like by the time I'm done a huge energy healing session, I need, you know, some water with some salt and electrolytes in it because it just burns right through you. Yeah. I've experienced that myself. Like, have you ever done table tipping? Possibly, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, 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 the, the term rings a bell. <laughs> it's um, it's a form of physical mediumship where you 
like four people, four or five people sit around a table and they use it like a Ouija board and it just, you just use it to answer questions. Like you invite your, your guides or your loved ones to come through and the table kind of moves back and forth to each person. And it's, oh, it's yeah. a great way to do mediumship. Um, but it's draining if, if the person, like when I do it, I'm usually the battery that powers like how fast the table will move, like it draws on my energy. But that's another example of um, needing to replenish yourself, you know, and uh, get food and water and greens after doing that kind of work. But it's really fun, though. I recommend it if you ever get a chance to look it up and try it. I, I did it a couple times years ago, but yeah, it might be something to play with again now that I'm older and more experienced. And I totally agree with you on the greens thing. You know, even in our challenge, I, I put in that you should be, you know, at the very least taking a green supplement because the detoxifying effects of, you know, a good greens in your body is, you know, imperative. Absolutely. So are you guys offering any services together anymore or I, I know you guys used to do a little bit of work together once in a while or no not lately i mean we would yeah i you know i'm open to it i think <laughs> but I we're kind of trying to do our own thing you know we were talking about doing one a while ago what happened to that oh yeah we're going to do a group ritual, I think, something like that. Yeah. We should do that. We'll we just should end do up that. doing it. Yeah. yeah. Very good. It's fun. <laughs> Your rituals are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves a good group ritual. <laughs> yeah, the, the energy, the amount of energy when you do a group ritual is just like tripled for some reason makes a huge difference just having one other person <clears throat> absolutely makes a very big difference that's one thing that you know like in today's modern age that i think is super helpful having all this technology you know you don't have to get together for a coven meeting anymore or anything like that you can literally just do like a global right type thing and you know put out this is what we're doing on this day and have everyone tap in and the the way that the energy is magnified is just phenomenal Absolutely, I agree. All right. So, what with your Patreon there, Sarah? You're just uh, you're doing a ritual every month. Are you offering any content on there for people? Uh, what what can people expect when they go to support your Patreon page? Oh, well, I do a couple of group rituals. I do a healing monthly ritual and I also do a money spell for people because everybody loves money spells and I love money spells. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also do put content. I, I um, post spells. I post like hints and tips on how to open your third eye, like psychic tips and um, things like that that and I asked patrons what they want to know about and I answer the questions I tried to do a live on there once but it failed horribly I don't know what it is about patreon and YouTube just don't get along <laughs> that day but I've had that same issue <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. if anyone from yeah. patreon is listening fix the problem let our people know we're on. <laughs> And what about you, Enoch? Are you doing a Patreon at all, or do you have anything on uh, with that? I have one set up. I just haven't launched it because I really want to be ready to contribute content every month or every week, I should say. And, you know, I'm not sure what exactly I want that to look like yet, but it's, it's coming, though. Very cool. It kind of comes to you as you go, too. I mean, people tell you what they right. want. I did um, a remote viewing experiment that was pretty fun where I gave people a scene to remote view and they all gave me their answers. That was pretty neat. So we do the exercises like that. Sweet. 
Mm -hmm. That's really fun. I I love doing those kinds of experiments, especially on a group setting. Like one of the ones that uh, we did a few months ago was you have to manifest a blue rose somewhere in your life and you can use any technique that you want, whether it's sigil magic or spirit magic or whatever. And then by the end of the month, you had to have manifested a blue rose somewhere. And it's amazing how well it works actually. (laughs) I remember that one. Lots, lots and lots of fun. All right. Well, we are just about at the end of our time here with you guys. So did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about or cover today? Um, anything that is coming up that you want listeners to be aware of or, you know? Um, for me, just to, you know, um, check out my YouTube channel. It's Enoch Petroselli on YouTube. And, and my books are on amazon.com just look up my name enoch petroselli and on becomealivinggod.com i have some books as well and that's it awesome where can everybody find your stuff sarah i have a tiktok a patreon a website and etsy um, so anywhere in those platforms just black tree blue raven black tree blue raven.com Sarah has it everywhere. She's got a lot. I just been scrolling. I'm like, holy moly! <laughs> I should have done I mean, a lot of more homework because holy. I wow. work so hard. <laughs> we have three of us here, and we don't have near as much shit to manage as you do. <laughs> I really want to start making more things, like as Ariel does, like making more like physical things. But I just haven't had time. Oh my gosh. We struggle with that as well. We have all these great ideas and our list of things we want to come up with and we need clones. (laughs) I've learned I can't ever say this is what I'm working on and experimenting with right now because then the customers are like, oh, you just showed us this last week. When can we buy it? And I'm like, I like three months and I can start making them. That's that's how busy I am. So now it's just, these are ready, not this is coming. (laughs) All right. So there you have it, folks. You can find these lovely people at those websites. Um, I strongly suggest getting some energy work done from Sarah. She does amazing work and her spell work is phenomenal. Uh, She did a little money spell for me a couple years ago and I got $500 within two weeks. So definitely worth (laughs) checking out. And uh, I love yeah. his stories. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> on, you guys. That was a fun little chat. We really enjoyed it. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. I have a lot of reading to do. Thank you, guys. It's great meeting <laughs> you. Great meeting you guys, too. <laughs> Bye.